Hello, this is Eden on KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. Welcome back to my show, Garden of Eden. It's Garden of Eden and I'm your host. I talk about what I like most. Garden of Eden. <laughs> Listener, you are being blessed right now with the pleasure of getting to hear this, the fabulous conversation that's about to ensue between Kelly Hillard and I. Kelly, say hello. Hello. If you are a regular listener, you know that Kelly is here often. I would say you're, yeah, you're definitely my most frequent guest. I love your show, Eden. You're, you're a pleasure to chat with. Thank you, Kelly. And I think you, I mean, we already gave a little bit of a hint with the sound effects earlier. But want to tell everybody what we're talking about today? Today, we will be discussing aliens. (laughs) (laughs) But like all forms of extraterrestrials, you know, some cryptids, maybe conspiracy theories, lizard people, perhaps. I don't know. I think you encapsulated what we're trying to talk about today. Overall, we'll be talking about um, the depiction of aliens in pop culture, like in movies and in Hollywood, kind of. UFO and alien sightings on Earth, maybe, and maybe even like the universe with aliens on Mars, perhaps. And how aliens communicate, like what even would an alien look like if there were aliens on Earth or if there are going to be aliens on Earth. And then our thoughts overall. We're really just going to see where this episode takes us, right, Kelly? Oh, yeah. An alien is relating to or denoting beings supposedly from other worlds, extraterrestrial. It's like beings from other planets, beings from somewhere else in the universe other than Earth, things that are different from us. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong, but haven't we like already kind of definitively found life on other planets? Like like worms and stuff in lakes on the moons of mars or jupiter or something (laughs) they're there like we've already figured out that like aliens are real i guess i think the bigger question is if intelligent life is out there yes yes that's your i think you're spot on with that like we know that there's like little bacteria on other planets and things like that right but we're talking about the more abstract kinds of life Like when you see like alien movies and there's these weird creatures or the classic triangular big eyed green dude. Mm. I I guess it would be pretty underwhelming to see like an alien as like a worm. Like they're cool. Cool. Yes. Cool. But I still think it's a little more interesting to imagine like a little guy walking around that's not human. Okay. But think about it this way. If there are multiple forms of life just in our solar system, just in our one solar system, Think about how many forms of just like microscopic or like little individual life there is just out in the cosmos. Like think that's a lot of worms. Imagining like how expansive the universe is and how we have no idea how far it goes. It goes on forever and ever for all we know. Infinite amount of space. The the infinite amount of life that that holds and the assumption that like we're the only intelligent species is is just like so on earth. It's it's. It's arrogant. And I think it's, it'd be ignorant to think that that's true. But then you can get into the question of would these little creatures, if they're worms, bacteria, intelligent life, would they look like creatures that we've seen before or would they be completely different? 
that's a hard one because you can't it's hard exactly. to imagine something that you've never seen before you, I don't can't humans isn't that a thing like you can't imagine a face you've never seen you can only imagine yeah. like forms of people that you've seen like we can't imagine like a color that we've never seen or a thing yeah. that doesn't exist or like the aliens in Alien are just basically like bulbous lizard slime things. Like that's still mm -hmm. based off of things that we know and recognize. So to like hypothesize something that we've never experienced or like textures that we could never imagine, like what could they look like? That's so cool to think about. And I think, I guess this is kind of a good segue into talking about aliens and pop culture because when I saw the movie Arrival, I think you mentioned that you've seen it. This was yes. a, a film that came out in 2016 that's basically about the this alien spaceship type thing lands on Earth, and then this team of researchers is trying to like figure out how to communicate with them and figure out why they're there. But what I found interesting is that their depiction of like quote unquote aliens is completely different than what I would have imagined an alien to be like. Mm -hmm. Do you kind of see what I mean? Yeah, and I think it was also cool how they depicted language, like how language and our just our entire way of thinking could be different. Like we mm -hmm. take time for granted as like a linear construct and the way that they kind of just warped that. Cause I don't think that how the aliens in Arrival looked really mattered. They were just like, oh, they're aliens. But just to totally reconstruct how we think about language and think, I don't know, I was just, it, uh, it blew my mind. And I, I mean, yeah, so, be, so basically these aliens, or communicate through these like these shapes that form their own kind of alphabet but it, get, it gets much more complicated than that oh and I would like to say that just really quick that Callie Dawson knows a lot about this subject and she like talked started talking about it in my film was lit class and she was like talking about the movie Arrival and like all this linguistic stuff and it was really cool and we should like you could definitely do an entire episode just on linguistics and how that um changes and alters the way people think like if there's like a certain word in a language that doesn't exist in another, and that like train of thought just doesn't exist. Does that make sense? I was actually just gonna bring this up. There's this thing we recently learned about in psychology called linguistic determinism. And it's basically the idea that the way your language is structured influences the way that you think and the way that you're able to process information. And an example that I found super interesting is that there are like certain tribes in, I'm not sure either, South America or some parts of Asia, I'm not sure, and I don't want to sound super ignorant right now, where instead of using left, right, up, down, they use north, south, east, west. And so they have this really, really strong ability to know where they are spatially. And like people have always assumed, for example, that humans are just like navigationally challenged and that like we're just not like other animals. We don't have a good internal internal compass. But like this tribe, through their language, the use of north, south, east, west, shows that that's not true. Yeah, it's it mind-blowing. crazy. And if something as simple as language can change how the mind functions that much, it's like think about all of the environmental conditions on another planet and how different life would be over there. It's, it's it, I think it's uh, honestly like beyond our capacity to comprehend. <laughs> like, what do you, what do you wanna talk about next on, on aliens? There's just like so much to unpack that it's kind of hard to know where to go. Personally, I would love to dig into some conspiracy theories. I want to hear you unpack some interesting alien conspiracy theories that you found. Oh, aliens live among us. They walk among us. They wear human masks. 
They've been here for a long time. The government controls the birds, but the aliens control the government. And then you just keep circling back. Yep. The first one, aliens live among us. What does that, does that mean? Okay. Have you seen Men in Black? Oh, yes. This is, this used to be my favorite movie of all time. And there's this one very distinct scene that is totally my favorite. I don't know if it's in Men in Black 1 or Men in Black 2 or Men in Black 3. Is there a 3? I think there's 3. I think there's 3. Yeah. I don't know which one it is, but there's this post office scene where the dude walks into the post office and it, all these people are like, like peel down their skin and they're aliens like yes. living, living among us. And this is for a movie from like the eighties, right? I think Men in Black is like the eight, the eighties, eighties or nineties. Something like that. I'm going to yeah. sound uncultured. Oops. But, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think of something similar to that. Like people can peel off their skins and reveal themselves as aliens or, exactly. well, but there's that side, but then there's like, it's the squirrels and the birds. I like the squirrels and birds theory just because that'd be scary because they're everywhere. You can't escape birds. They can fly. Can you fly? No. Oh yeah, 1997, Men in Black. 19, oh, then I was way off with the 80s. Nice, nice Eden. Um, uh, but I don't really understand, like, would it, would it be that they would be masking themselves as, as humans? Mm-hmm. And would all of them be the same, like from the same place? Or would it be a lot of different kinds of aliens all masking themselves as humans and as animals? Oh, well, now that's that's up for debate, isn't it? See, there, I feel like this is a very, the word nuance will come up often. I feel like this is a very nuanced conspiracy theory. I mean, I love conspiracy theories for the most part, just because people can get so creative with them. Like grasping at straws creative. Like they will like see a shadow under like Beyonce's chin for half a second and be like, see, this is why she's a lizard. And I love it. <laughs> it's so creative. Like, it's so good, but also can be bad. In, oh, yeah. in perpetuating misinformation and like starting fringe no. groups like QAnon and then you get into no. all of that and you're just like, ugh. Like conspiracy theories can be used for good and evil. Like I love the ones that make us like flat earthers. It's so fun. I Why can't it just stay fun like that? But I think there's a fine line that you can draw between fun and terrifying. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. Like I feel like you find fun in the idea that people actually believe these things but what's more yes. scary is that people actually believe these things <laughs> i know i kind of treat like all like what cryptology or whatever in american mythology just as that, that is what it is like they're just myths right and it's yeah. just fun little facts that some people believe but to a lot of people the idea that these myths and conspiracies that we find fun are actually like true considered yeah. true is odd do you have any favorite conspiracy theories of your own think that this yeah this classifies as a conspiracy theory um but this whole area 51 thing Mm. this is a staple in pop culture the uh, do you know i don't know if you know a lot about it i can give some background if you'd like please do i just know it's area 51 you know so i'm i'm sure you listening have probably heard about area 51 especially because in like i think early 2019 like september ish 2019 area 51 resurfaced and like took the internet by storm um, if you can remember that, Kelly, I'm not sure. Um, of course. But I'll get to that. So basically, Area 51 is like this government site that was established in the 1950s as a way to like test different types of aircrafts that can be used against like the Soviet Union, I think the USSR. Um, and I'm sure it's much more complicated than that. But that's the general gist of it. But imagine all of these like foreign planes being test 
test flown and people who had never seen a, a plane go above a certain height, seeing these aircrafts flying really high in the air, you can kind of see how conspiracies would start to come about because there was like that line between like, oh, is it really the government or is that is that foreign, foreign like extraterrestrial activity? And from there, there's just been a lot of conspiracies surrounding it. And then fast forward to 2019, I, I'm not sure if an event triggered it, but people wanted to know what was going on inside Area 51. They wanted to know what was up. We all did. Who does What's it? in there? Like you say it's aircrafts, but is it though? Is it? They could be lying. I feel like most conspiracy theories just come from just not trusting the government, which we should. Mm-hmm. I think the intersection between aliens and the government is a whole, a whole beast that we should get into. This might sound like a stupid question, but the, uh, the idea of like, um, you, when you mention your first conspiracy theory about aliens being among us and aliens controlling the government, what would be the point of aliens controlling the government? Like to what purpose? They just, they just want to monitor, you know? They would just want to make sure that, hum- that the human race doesn't progress past a certain point so that they can control us. They don't want us surpassing them. So they have to control all intelligent life in the universe. So is this assuming that like there's some other planet where they reside and that they send yeah. messengers here to make sure that we don't get smart enough? Yeah. You know, it's a preventative measure. Would you trust like a really fastly developing nation next to you? No, you're going to send like spies in there. Oh. and make sure they control everything it's they're thinking ahead i don't i don't really know but i do think that the idea of aliens being on this other residing on this other planet and making sure that we don't get smart enough is super weird but then you can get into the, the way that we're progressing with artificial intelligence and different kinds of technology so so fast that at some point it won't be able to be controlled yeah like obviously they're not doing a great job of it if they are here so i i don't think i buy it I don't yeah I don't buy it either (laughs) I'm not trying to sell you on this but I but part of me like wants to believe one of these things just because it's kind of exciting to think that aliens are like among us Kelly you could be an alien (gasps) no well Eden you can't ask me that or else I'll have to tell you and then you'll have to kill me (laughs) and delete this recording I already know too much (laughs) sidetrack Now, Kelly, I think this is also something that you can get pretty passionate about. I've had you on Garden of Eden in the past to talk about Pulp Fiction, so you can get passionate about movies. Do you want to talk a bit about alien movies and aliens depicted in movies? I would love to. Let me just open up by saying E.T., watching E.T. as a child, I absolutely hated that movie. I hated it so much. That really threw me off. Like I didn't, I didn't like aliens for a very long time because I thought E.T. was the creepiest looking thing in the entire world. He was just a gross little baby human man with like wrinkly skin and like his little worm looking finger. He's so gross and wrinkly and disgusting and old. And he's like an old pruny little man. And he like pokes around. No. He makes me want to throw up. Kelly. uh... He's the grossest thing I've ever seen. I, you know what? No, but I think it's adorable because you see this relationship between E.T. and this little boy and the boy is so accepting of E.T. and doesn't want the government to take him and use him and they become friends. And he's accepted for the way that he looks, even if it's maybe not what you consider to be beautiful. I'm sending you a picture of E.T. I've seen pictures of E.T., Kelly. I don't live under a rock. 
but like just I'm just gonna remind you then because look at his little like alien tatas and his like little alien stomach gross look do you um... see <laughs> Okay, fine. Okay, fine. E.T. isn't the most beautiful creature I've ever seen. But I think that the concept of the movie is really cute. I remember it being emotional for me when I was younger. But I was also probably a little scared of E.T. now that I'm looking at it. Like, that could definitely give me nightmares. I was so scared of E.T. E.T. kind of looks like the Grinch. Loki. Yeah. But, like, the part when he goes, E.T., phone home. I'll insert the audio here. Oh. E.T. phone home. E.T. phone home. But do you know that part? It's so iconic. I don't know. I've just had a very deep grudge against E.T. ever since I can remember. Like, ever since my mom first played it, I, like, had to walk out of the room. Since I thought he was so gross looking. (laughs) Because the alien was gross, you had to walk out. Okay. Okay, fine. What 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 would you have wanted him to look like? He's not going to be all cutesy. They were trying to be realistic. Real no, there's a difference between realistic and hauntingly just gross, like plastically wrinkled. It didn't even look like an alien. I mean, look, I get it. Well, what does an alien like look like? Two dollars and a Chuck E. Cheese costume. Tickled. Like he looked like a Chuck E. Cheese animatronic. This movie also came out in, in the eighties. No like, excuse. What do you expect? They didn't have like CGI. They couldn't have made I it like better. Well. I mean, other than E.T., which I guess you give a pretty low rating, I think unfairly so, but whatever. Um, Have you seen any other Alien movies? I guess, like, we already talked about Arrival and Star Wars. Oh, well, we didn't didn't really talk about Star Wars. But I think the interpretations of Aliens in different movies, like, you you see the more comedic side with, Mm -hmm. I guess you could say Men in Black is kind of more comedic. I think it is. Um, and then the more serious side, the the science fiction um, with Star Wars. And I don't really know what you classify as an alien movie. Like, do things like uh, Star Trek and those science fiction movies classify? I'm not sure. I mean, they got aliens in them. That's... But are they classified as aliens when it's not really showing? I think that an alien movie is like when it's set on earth and then other creatures oh. come in or they're doing exploration involving other creatures. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. Like um, independence day or something or like, I don't think know. star. Yeah. I don't think star Wars is an alien movie. That's more like uh, just intergalactic shenanigans, but not really. Yeah. Aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think they're just science like, fiction. Yeah. I mean, they're just like different. They're just basically, they act like humans, right? They just look different. Exactly. But I, I, what I will say is I think that they create more images of what an alien could look like, um, more creative <laughs> interpretations of what alien life could be. I'm not sure. I feel like there's a range of alien movies, but we, we kind of talked about the most iconic ones that we know well. Yeah. Okay, so we talked about some conspiracy theories surrounding aliens and um, aliens in pop culture, what we think they look like, and gotten to a little bit of our thoughts in general. But I think now we should discuss what we genuinely believe about extraterrestrial life on Earth and also talk about the future of, like, alien discovery, if you kind of know what I mean. So, Kelly, what do you actually believe? What do you what do you think is baloney? What do you think is is accurate? The way you phrase that, I'll classify into two categories. 
baloney, not baloney. So like baloney on the baloney side of things. Oh, the little green creatures, right? The ones with like big eyes and like the flying saucers. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, or like they didn't build the pyramids. They didn't like help us out in that regard. Like Stonehenge, I think we give um, ancient people too little credit for what they accomplished. And we like to just like say it's aliens. They, they could do things. They could, they could <laughs> when, we can't, like, when we can't figure it out, we're like aliens. But then these no. ancient people are discredited. The humans were smart before technology. Like, if you were an ancient Egyptian and you spent your entire life hauling rocks just for some idiot thousands of years later, just be like, it was, it, there was no way. There's no way that they could have done that. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Good point, good point. But on the novel and he said things, like, aliens are different real. I believe in aliens. I believe in intelligent life. I mean, like, chances are, if space is that big, it's got to be out there. So do like, you think that it's in some very, very distant galaxy and that there will never be an intersection before humans go extinct. Okay, do you know that like giant, like space rock looking thing that flew through a solar system a little while ago? What? I can't remember what it was called, but basically the hypothesis is that it was an alien or like just something that was made by intelligent life, not us. And it was like, going through our solar system as like space trash or something like that but it was made by someone else that was not us so i think maybe interacting with them low but like eventually gaining enough evidence that they exist i think we're gonna find it i think we're gonna find proof of intelligent life soon i just i know that this is again this is such a massive topic that people study for their entire lives so to try to like speak on it with such little knowledge makes me feel a little, it feels like a little wrong. But my question is, why do we know so little? How have we talked about aliens for so long and still have so little proof of existence or proof that they don't exist? It feels like everything is a theory and nothing is factual. Right, and I think by most estimates, when you like look at the Goldilocks zone, so like how many planets out there are in the Goldilocks zone where they're close enough to to their central star system and far enough away that it's like not too hot not too cold and how many planets out there have the capacity to foster life and like a good place for life and that we haven't come into contact with any intelligent forms of life so far does not bode well well but i mean we have no idea how far the universe goes for like imagine you are immortal and you get on a spaceship that's indestructible and you just travel for millions and millions of years straight in a line. And then you reach other solar systems, uh, other galaxies. You see other planets that we never knew even existed. Like, we can't make predictions for things that are that far away, can we? So you say, like, what are the, chan- like, what are the chances that they actually exist if they haven't made contact yet? If, if they are just, like, such an expansive amount of space away, like, what are the odds that they would have found us? I guess maybe my point is that... Even if they do exist, they can't get in contact with us because they are not developed enough. You know what everyone kind oh. of generally, you know what everyone generally believes like on earth, like everyone makes jokes like, aha, oh my gosh, climate change, global warming, we're going to be like gone in a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Does every like civilization that reaches a point of intelligence self-sabotage itself? And that's why we haven't come into contact with other forms of intelligent life because they can never get past a certain barrier of intelligence. Oh, well, but 
But I think that that's assuming that other forms of life are intelligent in the same ways as us. Like there mm-hmm. are things that we can't even imagine exist. If there's an entire other species that has the same level of intelligence, it's not like they would be making the same discoveries, living the same way. We have no idea what the structure of their society would look like. Right. So I, I think that that's interesting. I think if you took the very beginning, like humankind, like the very beginning of evolution and started that on another planet and the human race developed again, I think that's when you can say like, we would always at some point self-destruct, but that's taking like humankind, not something we don't even know exists. Do you see what I, do you know what I mean? Kind of? No, no, no. I totally get what you're meaning. I like humans are the ones that are self-destructive, but not intelligent life in, as a whole. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know, but I would assume so. But it's at this point in the discussion when I start to get really existential and think about how there is just, it, it boggles your mind to think about how massive the universe is. And the idea of something that never ends, the, an infinite amount of space around us that just never ends, like how is that even possible? Yeah. How can you never reach a wall? And if you did reach a wall, there's not like there there has to be something beyond the wall. Like, where does it end? Is it this, like, I, I can't even, like my, I feel like my brain just isn't big enough to, to ever understand. Right. And like, not only that it's infinite, but it's expanding and how can something that's infinite expand and like, we'll never be able to reach the edge of space because like what, exactly. the event horizon or something like that. Like, we just can't see it. It's just, no matter how far we get technology wise, we will never be able to like map out the edges of space, you know? But then my fingers are always like secretly crossed that there's someone on earth. Like the advances in technology that we've been making over the past decade, I would say, I feel like it's pretty safe to assume that many of those were made far before that in secret. And that just because it's publicized, like doesn't mean that that's the first time that it's happening. Exactly. And so maybe people have gotten so much farther than we could even begin to imagine. And we just don't know. I want to be in like the CIA briefing room or like with the FBI working on a case. Like I want to be in the president's chambers where they're like, Mr. President, Mr. President, aliens, real. Like, I just want to know because I know, I know the government is hiding stuff from us, but I don't know what. Well, but what I want to believe is that it's not the government that is presented to us it's like some smaller group of scientists who've banded together to create their own underground organization that's completely dissociated from the government i don't think that the government that we see is intelligent enough to know about things like intelligent life and the advances of technology and artificial intelligence okay but all like the top rated scientists and stuff they're like making the discoveries they're going to be funded by the government like only the government oh. has enough, only the government has enough money to support those kind of ventures, you know? Wow. I didn't think about the way that it's all funded by the government. That's where the money comes from. Like most people going into STEM are going to find jobs working for the government. Like I'm going into engineering. Chances are I'm going to end up working for the government in some capacity. Oh my gosh. If I really want to get into like the forefront of science, like that's where you got to work. That's where all of the power comes from. It's money. Yeah, exactly. They're hiding aliens. In conclusion, hiding aliens they could well i don't know that they're hiding aliens but hiding information is i think more wink more wink they're, they're hiding aliens they, okay they you know what? they're hiding aliens kelly i'll let yeah thank you thank you um well obviously this is an episode that we can't reach a strong conclusion on because we don't know what's true and what's not 
Um, yeah. Yes, Kelly. Just, just a little disagreement there. I have reached a hard conclusion. I've jumped, and it is aliens, Tyrell. So. Okay, you know what? Sorry, sorry. I, sh- I guess I shouldn't have spoken so soon. Kelly reaches the conclusion that aliens are real. Because they are. Because they okay. Because because they, they are. <laughs> I will say that just after our conversation today, this is something I want to learn a lot more about before I definitively say whether or not I think aliens are real. I'm sorry, I'm lame, but I'm also indecisive, and I don't feel like I know enough to say whether or not. But my gut says aliens are real. Nice. You're welcome. <laughs> but but yeah, I think each little thing we touched on is a topic that holds so much more to discover and will hold so much more in the future as we make more advances. And that's that's cool to think about. Kelly, any other concluding thoughts before we end off? You know, I think I've said my piece, Eden. <laughs> I think I've made my claim that aliens are real and they're out there and the government is lying to us. Okay, bold statement. We're gonna leave it there. This has been Eden joined with Kelly on Garden of Eden, my show, which you can listen to every Saturday at 10 a.m. on 88.9 The Bridge. I hope you have a great rest of your day.